Hey guys, welcome back to the Moms Talk Autism podcast. Today we will be chatting all things safe and all things that make us angry. Stay tuned. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. Okay, guys, welcome back to the show. Today, we have all four of the lovelies, myself, Tosh, hello, we have Brittany, hello, we have Shannon, hello, and we have the mighty, mighty Jean. Oh, mighty Jean. <clears throat> I am here. Or Wiener, or Wiener, if you want to, yeah. her nickname is Wiener. Aunt Wiener, okay. Aunt Wiener. Uh, ween if you're cool. Ween if you're cool. Ween ween. I'm gonna call you ween ween. <laughs> ween ween Jane. This is where it all stemmed uh, from. Now you know. You guys, we are going to try to get it together. And when I say we, I mean me. Mm-hmm. Because we are semi-professional. Semi. Semi. Loose. We're gonna use that word <sighs> loosely. Okay. There's zero hope. Um, Okay. Seriously, though, we today, um, we are going to be talking about safeguards in our home for our kiddos and what are some of the things that take us to to our tap out point, to our point of we are frustrated, we can't handle this. If we have a partner, then they are tapping in because our tea kettle is, mm-hmm. you know, hissing. Friggin like DMX. Is, DMX is up in here. I'm going to lose my mind. Lose up in the, here. Up in here. Up um, in here. Yes. Yes. So um, truly, you know, especially I would say with, with Britt and Shan, um, Austin is non-speaking. Yes. Grace is not completely non-speaking, but... Mm-hmm. I would say, what, Shan? Yeah. Minimally, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Yeah, minimally Minimal. speaking. So yeah. um, safety-wise for them. That's Rory, too. And yeah. Rory, too. And Rory, too. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So safety-wise for all three of them, it's, it's. I mean, obviously for all of our kids, it's important. But um, keep, keeping them in, in line is necessary. Um, so let's start with Britt. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Austin is 16. He is towers over you. Austin is 16. He Which is, isn't saying much. Sorry, no, I just had to throw that in there. I'm 5'2", five 5'3", five if we're having a good day, a tall day. Um, <laughs> tall day. <laughs> if I'm having feeling tall, I'm 5'3". Fi- I'm I'm also short. with the and tiniest feet ever, too. I have tiny, tiny, tiny cute feet. feet and hands. I have like kid size hands. Um, <laughs> but uh, Austin is five nine and 
has about 15 pounds on me right now. Yeah. You know, maybe 20 pounds on me. Yes. So, yeah. Um, There's some force behind it. He's always been like all of my boys were kind of the same size when they were younger and they're very close in age. Mm-hmm. But you would pick up like Scott or Tyler and then you'd pick up Austin. And even though they weighed the same, he's just always been a brick house. Yeah. Just kind of like sturdy. He's sturdy. sturdy. More sturdy. sturdy. Just mm-hmm. his, yes. his body type is that way. So my other boys are a little bit leaner um, just naturally. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So on a day to day with mm-hmm. with Austin being the, the age, the size, the strength that he is, um, being non-speaking, what, what does that look like for you? Um, from, I would say everything from getting him on the bus to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, So this prompted, we had a, a listener, uh, write into us and ask kind of what a day-to-day life looks like and specifically mentioning safety measures and what we do. Um, and I think she was particularly interested in, like we said, those who are non-speaking or, or can't communicate or care for themselves maybe as much. And, um, out of all of our kids, Austin's probably the most profound in those areas. He needs the most support, like Mm -hmm. just day-to-day life, just keeping himself clean and fed and safe and all those things. So yeah. Um, for me, um, it's getting him out of bed in the morning in time for school. Now that he's a teenager, um, autism does not seem to matter. They just like to sleep in yeah. <laughs> when they're teenagers. He didn't hardly slept in at all when he was younger, but now it's like all the rage apparently as soon as we turn, you know, 15, 16. I don't know if that's going to be everyone's, you know case Please. but is yeah I, I i know and i'm not complaining about it on the weekend that's for sure but um and even during during the week it's fine we can we get him up it's a bit of a struggle i cannot physically pull him out of bed mm-hmm. um sometimes i'll you know grab an ankle and kind of yank him across mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just kind of <laughs> smirks at me and then curls back up and <laughs> rolls over and i'm like all right here we are it's a game but um but yeah so getting him up um I have to get him into the shower and wash him completely. He cannot wash himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he just wants to eat the soap. So not only am I trying to wash him, but I'm trying to keep him from ingesting yeah. things that are non-edible. And then um, potty training, he's not potty trained at all. So we try to get him to sit on the toilet and pee, but that is also a game for him. So not usually very successful. We'll get a pull-up on and he'll – take care of business in that, uh, in that, in the morning, usually. Uh, if not, then we have puddles in various places of the house that have to be taken care of first thing as he empties his bladder. Um, and then we get breakfast. Uh, he will not use utensils. So it's a lot of, uh, finger foods and using his hands and it's very messy. Uh, we have to get medicine in him, which is given to him through yogurt. We crush all of his pills up and then feed it to him with a spoon. Um, and he can physically do that, but we just don't want him to lose any of the medication. So I, right. I feed it to him. Um, we, there's usually some kind of cartoon to distract during all of this. Uh, we have to do the medicine fairly slowly because he will gag and then throw up if it's administered too quickly. Um, tastes awful. I've tried, I've like 
you know, like stuck my tongue on the spoon after I've done just to see, and it's, it's so bitter. It's yeah, bit, terrible. Just, yeah. Yes. Um, so I, I'm in awe that he will even take the medica- medication that way, but he does. Uh, and then getting, we do, I don't get him dressed until right before his bus arrives and they will sit outside and they will honk their horn for me. We've developed a little, little routine with them. And, um, at that point I will get him dressed, uh, because if I get him dressed any sooner than that, he will go into another room and take off his clothes and throw Mm. them somewhere, usually in a corner or under the couch or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it's just, I just end up having to do three or four different shirts, you know, um, uh, so we wait until the last possible second. We put on shoes the last possible second and we head out the door. I have to pack his lunch, his backpack, get his AAC device charged, uh, make sure he has a water bottle. He has two extra sets of clothes we send to school. Um, it's, it's a lot, you know, and then any additional things I need to send if the teacher's requesting something or uh, needing some paperwork or whatever. So that's just mm-hmm. getting him out the door every morning. Um, and it can vary depending on his um, his sensory needs and his mood. And just like we all, sometimes we wake up a little grumpy, you know, mm-hmm. or he's feeling a little sick or allergies or whatever. It's it's just a lot. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at as far as safety goes. It's what, there's locks, yeah, locks I, on every door. Well, yeah. what so what's what is the lock situation like on the front door? Obviously, because that's you know him being able to get out the front door and. Yeah. Um, so we have one of those little sliders at the top. I'm like, like you can see me. I'm like motioning. Mm-hmm. Um, like <laughs> you would like, they have in like hotels and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But we also have a double bolt. So you have to use a key on the, on the inside and outside to open my front door. And okay. that's kind of the solution we've come up with now. We've tried keypads. We've tried. Um, oh, and then the key, the actual key to open the deadbolt is also in a uh, padlock or like a little box that you have to put in a four digit code to open it, to get the key out. We used to wow. be able to hang the key next to the door, but then he would grab the key. Yes. Yeah. Cause he's now he's tall enough. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like multiple steps to open the front door. Um, we have cameras. Um, I don't have a lot of cameras inside my house, but I do have them at my front door. I can see my entire court through my camera. All of my neighbors have cameras. Um, they're all very kind. And if anything happened to mine, I could definitely look at their footage, you know, as far as like him leaving or getting out, we would know exactly when he left and all that kind of thing, which is very, um, it, it's, it helps. It helps me at ease with that concern. Uh, we have cameras in the backyard. So yeah, there's, there's cameras, there's locks on every door, similar, some, kind of fashioned with a key. We have the fingerprint locks on the pantry in the laundry room to keep him mm-hmm. out of those because of ingesting things he shouldn't be eating. Um, he's eaten. Literally, he ate a Tide Pod once, you guys. Oh, no. Um, oh, his own Tide like, Pod challenge. And it was literally that, it was like that time of the Tide Pod challenge. I, it's almost oh, like geez. he knew. It was so funny. So I had to call poison control and I'm like, look, this is not what you think it is. Like, <laughs> It was this whole thing, but he was fine, uh, luckily, and no, no long lasting effects. Um, yeah, that, that was a fun, fun day. So yeah, that's, um, I'm just trying to think of other things. I don't, I don't know, like ask me other questions, girls. So I'm not talking yes. all the time. Yeah. So like, just, I mean, obviously at school, when he's at school, how are we, do we take our clothes off at school? Um, for the most part, he does not. If he was left alone long enough, he probably would. Okay. 
Okay. That's um, but he's ne- he has a one-on-one aide and he is never left alone right. um, there, not only because there's kids and people everywhere, but just because it's just not safe and yeah. they, would, they and would not do that. The, the bus that picks him up mm-hmm. for school, mm-hmm. what, what kind of harness are we in? Yeah. So he, uh, rides, they have a van, um, it's a private autism school that he goes to a non-public school. And so they use vans, minivans, um, to take the kids. So, um, I put him in the van and I buckle him in and he's just in a regular seatbelt. Okay. Uh, We live very, very close to the school. So it's just a few minutes drive and he will keep his seatbelt on until he gets there. He will. Um, Okay. He will. Um, Now, if I have him at home and we're driving around, he loves car rides. uh, He, he knows how to unbuckle his seatbelt. So we have a seatbelt lock and it's actually in our highlights in our Instagram. If you want to find it, Um, showed everybody what we use and I have to unlock it for him to get out of his seatbelt, but we don't have like any specialized harness or anything. We were able to just use the regular seatbelt. And not everybody can do that. I have friends that use the harness system, but we've never, luckily the the one little seatbelt lock is enough for us for now. Okay. Okay. And I mean, like at home, generally speaking, like like let's say we're on some kind of break. He's home all day. Yes. Or, or the weekends. What does that look like in the sense of, I mean, like you said, you don't have cameras in the house. You're not, somebody's not, we're not following him around all day. Are we? I physically follow him around all day. Yeah. Or he, he follows, follows me. you around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're always in proximity. I always know where he is physically. I have a fairly open concept home. Um, right. He doesn't really go upstairs. Uh, he used to all the time and I'd have to lock all the doors upstairs to keep him out of everybody's bedrooms. Right. And his bedroom is downstairs on purpose. So um, he just, he, he hangs around in those front rooms and mm-hmm. downstairs and I'm able to keep an eye on him. And I have, I've got my camera in the backyard. If he wants to go back there, it's all fenced in. And um, I'm also able to, we have lots of windows mm-hmm. out to our mm-hmm. backyard so I can see him in pretty much any room I'm in if he's out there. Um, and he's, He'll get up in the morning, he'll have breakfast, he'll watch some TV, and then it's it's a lot of swimming and playing outside and destroying my house slowly, methodically, <laughs> snuggling, um, trying to get him to interact with us or to do anything like functional skills-wise, like a chore or something is really, really hard. He's mm-hmm. He does not want to, want to engage, yeah. comply with those things. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty difficult. And then his sensory needs take over fairly regularly and they're pretty unpredictable as far as the intensity Mm -hmm. and how often and, um, what, how he manifests that sensory dysregulation. Sometimes he just wants to be alone. Sometimes he gets very aggressive. Sometimes he throws things. Sometimes he attacks me or another member of the family. Sometimes he hits himself. There's a lot of self-harm. Um, so it's, it's just a, a lot of catering to whatever he needs in that exact moment and being able to, to pivot very, very quickly. Right. Right. So, um, la- last year, last, sem- last summer. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Right. Last summer. Yep. Uh, I got to meet Austin. Yes. Last got summer. to meet him in, in person and got to experience him for uh, 45 minutes or so. Um, uh, you know, there, there were some 
triggers happening because of the bloody nose and then obviously just the car ride and et cetera, being in a different place. Um, And he, I I don't know, like you'll be able to explain his behavior better, like what kind of mood he was in. But um, uh, when, when he was up in the kitchen, uh-huh. By himself, he, he got away from me, and he went up to Tasha's kitchen, and Tasha which is fine. I was like, "Eat what you want, take what you want," but <laughs> I was nervous because, I, you know, I obviously have never been around Austin in person, and right. so, you know, my my first fear is always like he's not going to get out anything crazy, right? Like a knife, or you know, not like not like he would hurt anybody, but just. That's like my, my paranoia as a, as a parent, as just who I am, whatever. So what is that like at home? Is that not something that you guys have to worry about? Is that also stuff that, you know, cause you talked about like the pantries being locked and it's like, I mean, you know, the food would be, (laughs) would be the least of my worries, I think. Right. Tide pods, of course, but like, you know, things that could hurt him or hurt him, other people or, you know, um, so yeah. are, is that not anything you've ever had to worry about? So far, he has not been interested or ha- we've never had any issues with sar- sharp objects in the kitchen, such mm-hmm. as knives and things. Um, I would certainly get drawer locks and, and change my kitchen up if that became the case. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, that's been okay. Um we recently remodeled our kitchen and we have a gas range now, um, stovetop, and I wondered if he would bother the knobs yeah. on theirs and turn on the gas. So far that has not been an issue. It's always there though. It's always, you know, something I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, and, more- and just like uh, the child safety for other things you can put on those, right? So that yeah. nobody, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's locks and things on all of that. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's could be a potential. He has um, blowing up your house. <laughs> yeah. If he, there's something in the oven that he wants, if I'm baking cookies or a casserole, he'll open the oven and then shut it. Okay. But he's never just tried to like. He's never tried to grab it yet. Yeah. But, Ugh, but I have to watch that. Um, there's lots of little things like that. Um, so, I mean, and everybody knows you're a cookier. Cookier? Yes. Is that it? Cookier? I, I make cookies for a living. Yes. She's a cookier. Um, you know, obviously when you are in full cookie mode and you have hundreds of cookies sitting there. Yeah. If they're not, if they're not, if they're chocolate chip, I have to watch them. Everything else he leaves alone. Well, and not even, um, like I'm not even talking eating, but like, oh. has he ever picked up a tray and. Oh yeah. He, he has picked up a tray of sugar cookies one time and thrown it across the room. Cause he was mad at me. Right. So the. <laughs> Just one time. And it was okay. fairly recent. So it's like, okay, this is new. This is um, something we need to keep our. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a little nervous Y'all, around him. But. Brittany, uh, when we're in full cookie mode, we're all having stress for Brittany. We can all <laughs> feel, girls, can I get an amen on that? We, we so can sorry. all feel amen. the tension. So a, a sheet of cookies is, a tray of cookies is. is hours of work. Yeah, hours. Time currency spent that will never be retrieved it's back. It's stressing me out. It's stressing me out. Okay, it's so it's, it is. There's all the things. It's it's a lot of hands-on. It's a lot of awareness. You have to be constantly on. And I think we can all know what that means. And I think our listeners know what that means. You, I can't ever just sit down and watch a show or take a break or or not be aware of my surroundings, not only of, for mm-hmm. me, but for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it can be exhausting. And you, yeah, it, it, 
it's, it's, it's a muscle that I have learned and developed over time. Um, but even, you know, everyone fatigues at some point and mm-hmm. it does, it does become very difficult. Oh, you're times. fatiguing right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I always am. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, obviously Doug works. Yes. He, he taps in the home. He, yes, he works. Yeah. Out, outside of the house. So when he gets home from work, he tags in immediately, I'm sure. Yes. Um, you're still in too, because Austin, you are Austin's person, but, um, what, what does that look like for, is it different with him and Doug, you know, versus, yeah, it can be at times. Doug is, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it, but you know, Doug is the alpha male. He has a, right. a, a more of a authoritative voice and tone right. and Doug Austin does respond to tone. Um, if you speak to him, um, harshly, he takes great offense to that and can get upset. Uh, but, um, he, he will listen to Doug a little bit. Doug is more his size too. They're, I would say they're about the same size. I think Doug weighs more than him a little bit. So um, he will he will uh, comply with Doug if there's a safety mm-hmm. issue or um, mm-hmm. we need to go. You know, it's time we have to go to the doctor. It's time we have to go. You know, he will listen to Doug more. Um, the other day, I could not get Austin to take a shower for the life of me. Um, and he needed a shower. He had soiled his bed and was, uh, was stinky, you know, and needed, mm-hmm. I needed a shower before school and he would not get in. I could, I physically was pushing his body. It was like a Looney Tunes, you know, cartoon with me, like my feet just like spinning behind him and he's this brick wall. And I'm like, I couldn't get him to go in there. And he just was crossing his arms and just staring me down like stone cold Steve Austin, just like, nope not an expression on his face. He wasn't angry. He's just like, I'm not getting in there lady. Like we're not doing this today. <sighs> so he got a sponge bath in the bathroom. Like I didn't know what else to do, you know, yeah. it's that kind of thing. Um, but you know, Doug, so Doug will tend to shower him for me cause he will get in the shower for Doug, um, more at least for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not always, he doesn't always prefer Doug though. It, it goes back and forth. Uh, he, we all have a good relationship with him, but I'm his snuggle buddy and his, his mama. And he, mm-hmm. he, I'm the old one he pulls into bed and wants to, you know, snuggle with. And he loves my hair. He loves to smell my hair. And he puts me in a headlock and <laughs> walks me around the house in a headlock, sniffing my hair. And um, I'm the one he turns to when he's happiest and saddest, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. It's normal. Everyone has their person and that's just, I'm, I'm his person. And that's amazing so, and hard at the same time. Hard question coming, coming at you. Yes. It's only going to get harder. Mm-hmm. Age wise, size wise, strength wise, all of that. Right. Um, you know, what, do, what do you kind of foresee that looking like having somebody come in the house and like somebody like Brooke? Yeah. I've, I've, I have a respite worker right now who mm-hmm. can help me. And she's, she's a, a college graduate going to grad school. So she's older, you know, like she's a young, old young woman, but she's not a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, um, she wants to be in the field working with special needs, uh, families and children. So this is her wheelhouse and it's great experience for her. 
but um, she's, you know, she's been briefed. She's seen the good, the bad and, bad and the ugly so far, and she's handled it beautifully. This is not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. And you can weed out people real quick who um, can or cannot handle my life yeah. and my family mm-hmm. and my kids. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's, we're, we're so grateful that she's sticking around and being able to handle all of our stuff so far. Um, and uh, I do have that available, but um, yeah, it is going to get harder physically. It could get harder physically. There's a lot of unknowns, even day to day. I just don't know where he is sensory wise. That's our biggest challenge with right. Austin is his sensory needs are so incredibly profound mm-hmm. and very wildly, even from second to second it is. And it's completely unpredictable. It's not like every time I turn on the vacuum, he plugs his ears and starts crying. It right. do, it's, it's not consistent. Nothing is. And so um, we've met with every professional I can find around here um, that I've, you know, private, private stuff, public stuff through the school, on my own. And I can't find anything that can help find that kind of relief or that regulation for him right now. Now mm-hmm. we're not giving up, but um, I just don't have answers mm-hmm. right now on how to, to make that easier for him. And then because his sensory and his dysregulation is so high, it's difficult for him to interact or to learn or to um, even just play with someone right. else or right. to do those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, it's that, like if, I mean, if you had like a buzzing sound in your ear constantly and right. you had just bit your tongue and, uh, you had a sliver in your foot yeah, and someone's like, well, let's, let's play a board game. Like you can't yes. do that. Your sensory overload is so strong. He can't, he can't concentrate on other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he, he's, you know, he is very aware and he will let you know if you are, yeah. you know, there's not, I mean, it's, it's on Austin's terms for sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 Which is completely understandable. Um, uh, really quickly, his private school, do you, does that go, do they do a, um, like a transition into adult so he can go to school longer? You know, yeah, some believe, programs are like until they're 22 or. I believe his school goes up until he's 22. Correct. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's a plus. <clears throat> well, he also, he is IEP in the school. So you got private placement. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's done through our, our public school. The public, he mm-hmm. was in public school um, in special needs classrooms on public school campuses for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And okay. then um, heading into the later elementary years, um, we had a real heart to heart um, IEP and uh, several and um, the school and I, we all agreed that it, there just wasn't anything available through the, my district that could accommodate that his, his needs, needs. Mm-hmm. appropriately. Um and it, and it was a strong, strong piece of that was the safety um, right. aspect of that, not only for himself, but for the oh, other gosh. children. So uh, that's where we were able to um, tour some non-public schools in the area. And we found one that we loved and were very happy there. And then, you know, COVID happened and everything shut down and we were home. And then um, that particular school that he was at was one of the last ones to open. Um, And uh, in order to help him 
maintain more of a routine and regulation, we were actually able to get him into a different school that opened sooner and was actually closer to my house. So he mm-hmm. switched schools, not because we didn't like the other one. It was just, you know, yeah, extenuating circumstances. And so now we're there and for now it's, it's the right fit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The reason why I point that out is because a lot of people don't know, especially with, with an IEP through the IDEA, your, your child's education um, requirements are, are gauged to be met through the age of 22. And yes. so um, <clears throat> that's just a, just a plug for, for that. Cause a lot of people don't realize that, especially starting out. Cause you're still, everybody's traditionally wired for the, the 18 year old graduating model model. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of these programs too also have 18 plus programs right. um, through, through your school district. So it won't be what, even if you don't, if Austin doesn't stay at that particular school, you have the, the modality to and to configure exactly what his education is going to look like through the age of 22 at the very least at the the minimum slash maximum so um yeah Mm -hmm. i i have questions but it'll be more about the other part of this conversation when we drive into to uh boiling points um (laughs) and i also i also wanted to comment on one other thing because you were talking about how you're always on there's Mm -hmm. this there's this post-traumatic stress that happens when you're in constantly having to be hypervigilant. Being mm-hmm. on all the time causes this hypervigilance in us, and that is a trauma response. Yeah. And if other families and parents are feeling that way, please know that we feel that way, um, that we see that and we understand and we we hear it and that's why we're having this discussion mm-hmm. because it's really important to, um, to explore those feelings and those emotions and also recognize them and acknowledge them because traditionally speaking, parents of typical kids are not, they're not, they're, they don't have, they're not, they're not having to operate that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like moms, well, and, moms and- always say they're on, Right. Like we always, as moms feel like we're on period, like there's this baseline of being on, Mm -hmm. but when you have a child with needs such as Austin specifically, it is a completely different caliber of one. It's a completely different Absolutely. Absolutely. Tyler and I both, you know, um, after you guys left that day last summer, (laughs) you know, we both said to each other, I mean, you and Doug are a godsend. I mean, so, so are the, the, you know, the older boys, Tyler and Scott, because, yeah. um, it, it is, it was 24 seven in that, you know, in that 45 minutes or so, you know, and, and it's just like, man, that, that is con- just continual, you know, like you've said before, Britt, the, the only time you don't have to necessarily worry is when he has, you know, taken his medication at night and he's sleeping. Um, yep. and, and that's, it's exhausting. So it robs you of um, your, your own personal autonomy. Yeah. And, and right. I was just going to say too, Jean, not just, not just acknowledging, you know, those feelings, those emotions, um, noticing it, but also, you know, c- caring for yourself. Um, whether that's finding a therapist that you can continually go to, um, somebody that you can talk to, you know, weekly or, or bi-monthly, um, 
just to be able to, you know, get some of it off your shoulders. Well, we've talked about it before. The, uh, this is where the diversification comes in place where you have to diversify your self-care. You have to have peer to peer support. You need to have therapeutic support. Um, you need to have, uh, different types of friendships and connections, Mm -hmm. um, to, to get your needs met. And it, it's a, it's a fight to do that. When you feel like you're at your end of your leash, you have no more energy to even think about trying to even get your needs met because it's being so monopolized by this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's so, um, really quickly then Britt, what, <laughs> What are some of those triggers? You know, like we all have our thing. I mean, and you're in the constant, um, I don't want to say mess because that's, you know, that's not, but, Sometimes. but <laughs> yeah, yes, you know, for, I mean, I don't want it to sound harsh or mean or right. whatever, but you know, like you said, it's sometimes having to clean up a couple different, you know, puddles or um, if he does happen to get into the pantry because you turn your back for a second and there's food yeah. everywhere or, you know, um, he's had a heyday with his, what's his sauce that he loves? Oh, buffalo sauce. Buffalo sauce. <laughs> yeah. Um, loves him a buffalo sauce. What, 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 what's, what are your, what are your, what are your like, oh, it doesn't even bother me. And, and what are your trigger points? Yeah. What are your, your. Um, now reminder, I've been doing this for 16 years with him, even, mm-hmm. you know, Pre-diagnosis, you know, he's still a baby and a toddler. There was was an intensity that was already like pre-existing Yeah, it was there. Right. Um, He was the cutest little squishiest baby though. Oh, so cute. Anyway, um, uh, I I have become pretty immune to a lot of things and um, for better or for worse, right? Some of that (sighs) is probably to protect my own mental health. Um, but, disassociation uh, is a real thing. It really is. I have, I have learned how to separate my mind from the physical situation and, and go to a different place, my mind palace or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, physical messes don't really bother me when we first started taking off the pull-ups and, I'm going to get real, real with you here. So here we go. Um, Code Brown. Are we going Code Brown? We're going Code Brown. Like poop smeared. Smearage. Mm -hmm. Um, Ingesting of said smears into his body. Um, Those kinds of things. It was real traumatic uh, for everyone involved and, and very, very uh, difficult. And, and, and it felt like an emergency. Like we had to take, we had to figure out how to take care of this right now. And it was really intense. Um, And we would try different things and we'd get a little relief or he would move on to something different sensory wise, and then it would go away and then it would come back and we'd all freak out again, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and now he's, I mean, he's not doing this on purpose. So it's not like he has groomed us, but, but in a way, you know, with his, his needs and his, his inability to understand that that's not okay. um, It's just, it is what it is. And that's one of the reasons why we have to be, have eyes on him at all times is to prevent those kinds of safety things from happening, um, you know, health wise for him. 
so it's when we have a mess on the ground that is uh, on not smeared or being ingested, um, it's like not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's like, great, I can totally handle this. And you do. So right. uh, we have we have all the disinfectant things. I know how to clean anything in any way with any surface. And um, gloves and wipes and, you know, bleach and all the things. So, um, so that, that's not really oh, yeah. an you, issue. You are the stain master. I'm the stain master. Master of the stains. I need a and smells. That says that. We are. We that's we add that to the merch list. Shannon's merch Googling list. it right now. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but I think what happens is, is maybe uh, for me, a trigger in that particular area of our lives would be if it happens multiple times a day, more than mm. quote normal, mm-hmm. um, that's when it becomes, it heightens your sense of your boiling point. Right. So it's, it's wherever that is. You found your quote normal for whatever that is when you're potty, potty training a toddler and they have one accident, but the day before they had five, you're like, cool, one accident, no problem. Like, so it's all about, it's all relative to like what you're used to. Right. So that can be pretty difficult if it happens a lot, if we're having some tummy issues, for instance, Mm -hmm. you know, some bowel problems that, that's when it really heightens my, my, um, mental state. Uh, um, and then another issue would be, um, just aggression in general. If there's a lot of hitting of himself or others with the medication regimen he's on right now, the hitting of others is pretty sparse and Mm -hmm. I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, so it doesn't happen very often, but the, um, the hitting of himself is worse for me. I have a really, really hard time standing there (laughs) watching my son hurt himself Mm -hmm. and there's nothing I can do about it because he's bigger than me and stronger than me. And he will hit me if I try to intervene. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I do because I'd rather him hit me than himself, but it doesn't help. Like I know like through experience and through time, me trying to intervene and even letting him do that, it is not going to calm him down. So, um, I have to come up with other, in fact, I think it makes him feel worse. Um, because I can see it in his eyes. Um, if he, he's, he's, he is not really physically like done any permanent damage to me or really hurt me in any significant way. Um, yet, but, um, (sighs) When he has hit me, I can tell he feels really, really bad about it. He mm-hmm. does not want to do it. Um, he's not in control of himself and in and, and, and his faculties. So, um, so I, it, it's that's a whole nother layer there. So, anyway, um, that can be difficult if, if, once again, if it's happening a lot over multiple times or I'm having to watch him, you know slap himself in the head or whatever he he Mm -hmm. hits his head or he'll hit his stomach. Usually, um, that one's hard. Um, once again, right now it's not a ton. So, and that's all relative to me, my, my level. So, um, it's, it's okay. Um, those are probably the two biggest ones. Um, well, Brittany, there was a time where a total random, you weren't even expecting it. And he, he, he rung your bell pretty hard. Yeah, he did. He caught me unawares. Yeah. Usually I can, um, you know, just like if you're 
playing around and you're punching like boxers, you know, you, you prepare yourself for that hit and you like clench. Right. There was no anticipation. <laughs> he clocked me good one time. Yeah. That was, that was an interesting day. I forgot about that. Probably better. I forgot about that. It has I know. I'm sense. sorry. I didn't mean to bring it, bring it up it's to okay. that point, but I'm bringing it up because it is a reality and yes, it's a possibility. And, and, you know, I was actually worried about you being concussed, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, well, and, and no one thinks about those things, but those things happen. Like that's what, you know, you're talking about the safety, you know, school was concerned about his placement about safety with other kids, but also mm-hmm. staff members, you know, it's, sure. um, everybody. that it's, it's everybody can you concerned. So this is like the, what you're shouldering and what you're thinking about and what you have to consider for all these moving parts, because having to anticipate the things that are just really unanticipated as well are, um, they really weigh on you. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and like we've talked about, you know, like our kids going through, you know, phases is that whatever it might be, um, you know, Austin, like you said, it, it's moment to moment, day to day, you know, there's no, there's no pattern to it. There's no pattern to it, you know? And, and so that is like Jean said, you're on that constant, just, you're on guard, you know, you're, 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 you're on heightened, you're, you're, fight or flight mode is never truly, you know, yeah. in a normal pattern. So no. that's, that's exhausting. Yeah, exhausting. It's, it's never in a, a normal range and it's never in a range where I feel like you can really, your nervous system can, can have, a, yeah, a can relax. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. I think having to operate like that is so incredibly cumbersome. It makes you, it's very, um, taxing on everything in your body, you know, just, and, and so it's why you can't even think about all the things you need to do for yourself. But meanwhile, your body is going through this very taxing process on a daily basis and the range and the capacity. Again, you're never, your nervous system is never down here. Like if there's a pool of water, you know, you're the, the current in there is is constantly always at a certain, certain level. It's never really totally down here and not that recovery time. I've talked about that being, you know, it's so important wherever you can cut in to find recovery time. It's mm-hmm. so essential for you, for all of us, but specifically you and however that can happen, you know, like in any, any way, like where you are to talk about being touched out, <laughs> I think you yeah. have to be, I think you have to be like the most touched out out of, uh, out of all of us, you know, right. because yeah. you are, you know, his own, like your awesome personal teddy bear, your own, your personal squishmallow, your yeah. own scratch and sniff, his own, like little, <laughs> his, you know, his little, his little, uh, you know, air freshener. He's got to carry yeah. around all the time. Like, I'm sorry, where's my Brittany? Where's my mom? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I had an I had an OT suggest once that I uh, put water in a spray bottle and then add my shampoo and, or like mm. you know any of my personal scents to it and then spray it around the room like an air freshener. <gasps> yes, did it work? And, and I don't know. Like I don't know. It's hard to tell. It certainly didn't 
hurt anything and it smelled great because I because you smell good. Smell good. I smell good. Was this an herbal but, essences moment? It, oh. it wasn't an herbal essence, but I, maybe I should try that. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, but he, yeah, I, I don't. It's not if, if that's you know it's something to think about. It's so easy to do that. It, mm-hmm. And it might make a difference, maybe even just on a pillow or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly something I'd like to try if, like, I'm out of town for an, for some time and someone's watching him. They could maybe spray his pillow and, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. he's the olfactory, olfactory yeah. seeker. That one, exactly. yeah. That that kind of goes along with the whole. Um, you obviously have a great community around you and. Um, the grandparent situation, all of that, being able to have, you know, Brooke, your, um, respite your worker, respite yeah. worker, um, you know, the church that you guys go to. Um, but what, what is that level of, you know, like you can't just trust everybody, you know, and, and no. Austin's, you know, his behaviors can be so big sometimes that it's, that it, it is throws people off, you know, um, even yeah. the people that know him, you know, the, if they're not around him for an extensive period and then, and then they're around him, it's having to almost like come back into that, that flow of. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of preparation and there's a lot of people who want to help and do help. Um, and they can do parts, you know, mm-hmm. there's very, we have a very, very short list of people who can take over fully. Mm-hmm. Um and that's not only because of just training and proximity and time spent with him, but just even their own physical ability to care for him. Um, it, we have to have a certain, you know, amount of strength and size of person and awareness right. and responsibility. You have to be responsible. You have to be able to handle a lot of things. Um, um, Doug, uh, last year I took Doug to a, an NBA basketball game for his birthday and it was in San Francisco. So it was a bit of a drive. So it was kind of an all day thing or a good chunk of a day to go do that. And, um, I didn't have anybody, any one person that could care for him for the day. So I had, um, five different people come in for that amount of time. Um, I had, um, one person just right after school, just to get him off the bus Mm -hmm. and to help. And then I had teams of two coming for shifts. Um, and these are just my friends. They have kids, they have stuff. They have their own stuff Life. happening, mm-hmm. um, but they were all willing to do that. So we could have this one evening and um, uh, it, it, it's comical. <laughs> some of the things that happened, nothing bad happened, but there was some messes, um, you know, some bodily, bodily things that happened and they still joke and we have a great time and they consider themselves, you know, initiated into the. The club huh. now they've oh been. yeah it's it's a race it's a rite of passage it, they've been they've been, yeah what, they've, they've been, been anointed they've been yeah. anointed yes literally so um <laughs> it's it's pretty great and it was it's just funny because they know like I gave them all the tools and the tricks and the tips I had I had things written down for them I had taken videos and shown them how to do things and yet in the moment these are my they, and they've known Austin since he was a toddler like they mm-hmm. know him um. But they're still just like two of them are running around with, you know, wipes. What do we do? What do we do? Like laughing, you know, like, blah, like, you know, have, like joking about it because they had each other, but also being like, uh, I'm not sure exactly what to do in this situation. And of course, they're like, we're not, it's not an emergency. We are not calling you because yes. they know me. And 
they, they were very kind not to do that, but uh, they handled it fine and got everything cleaned up. It was all good, but they still. Yeah, because then there's a the level of like you, okay, so you're out on this night, but you know. How, are we having a good time? Yes. Right. But at the same time, you know, there's that, what sits in the back of your mind. Is sure. everything okay? Are they it's okay? It's hard to turn it is, off. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm know? not very good at it. Doug is way better at it than I am. And I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm getting better at it, but it well, I would say you're something. like immersed in it like 24 seven. So he gets to leave the house every day. Yeah. There is that. Brittany yes, that. does not get to right. do that. Cut I out. Work, I work in my home. Right. right. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Yeah. Um, you need, you need the vacation sands, maybe even everybody once a year. <laughs> I love you, Doug, but maybe even you, my friend, <laughs> you we guys can have on one that. together. And then, uh, Brittany needs one, you work. know, for an extended. She does. She, she basks in the glory of her alone time. And we love every moment of her sharing about how she drinks it all she, up. She's had her moments. She has person, had her moments. She will go to the movies by herself. She will go to a restaurant. She is, she is I'm that very person. happy to be by myself. And I, I love you, it. But I'm okay with me. Yeah. I love that. That is good. There's lots of us who can't do that. So yeah. good for you for knowing. Can we talk about the Austin Bible? The Bible of Austin? Oh, the book Safe. of Austin? Yeah. The book of Austin. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can that be a hashtag? Totally. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've mentioned it before. I've talked about it on Instagram, but yeah, I just have a running document and I update it. It has, you know, all your usual stuff. I think anybody could have a book of whatever your kid is, even if totally. you're not typical about just, you know, contact information, doctor stuff, insurance cards, blah, 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 school, you know, names of teachers, all that stuff. But then there's subcategories about food. The food one's fairly, you know, breakfast ideas, lunch ideas, mm-hmm. how to cut the sandwich, what kind of pepperoni to use on this because he won't mm-hmm. eat the other one, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then, um, clean up stain removal. <laughs> oh, there's a whole section on cleaning. Um, and then there's like, uh, you know, yeah, like there, there's, there's the bloody nose section. There's the vomit section. Mm-hmm. There's the pee and poop section. There's the, you know, just all of the, the whole scope. She's got the whole scope. She does Uh, not miss. She does not miss a thing. And it's not about cleaning it up, but it's like, what do you do to care for him? Right. Right. Exactly. Because it's, it's, it's right. Multiple layers. It's what do you do if he gets a bloody nose? The cleanup, but then it's his reaction, his sensory reaction to it. And, and there's three different things you can do if he gets bloody nose. (laughs) Try that kind of stuff. Um, Going on car rides, taking Matt in public. um, And there's subsections of Ruby in there too. She doesn't need her own book, but you know, she's got her own picky food stuff. And so there's a little bit of that in there. What to pack in a school lunch, what to put Mm -hmm. in his backpack for school Mm -hmm. and go on and on and on. So it's, it's a little bit of a novella I'd say. Yeah. Mm It is, but it's not, it's not, but I'm also, this is also just, this is not even just an autism thing though. This is also a Brittany thing. Yeah. I like, so it's a, it's a good, it's a good, uh, alignment there happening. Austin's very lucky that Brittany is his mom. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm lucky to have him too. Really? I, I I don't know. Like, well, maybe we need to do a two-parter to talk about. We some of we our will, but points. I do. Yeah, I am. I do want to. You know, Austin's changed you. Oh, for sure. I mean, you, not that you were not a good human being. You've probably <laughs> always been a wonderful person, but your perspective, your outlook, um, how you see and 
you know, deal, handle other people, um, how you see this world, how you see this afterlife, everything, everything has changed for you. Um, and, and he has been a blessing for you, you know? He has, he has. I love him very, 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 very dearly. He is very, very important to me mm-hmm. and he is my child and I, I need to take care of him. That's my yeah. job Yeah. right now. So, um, uh, I don't, I wouldn't wish this on anyone. It is not ideal, right? Because I just, I want him to be happy. Just like any of us want any of our children to be happy, right? Mm -hmm. And because of the communication challenges and the sensory challenges, it's hard for me to judge sometimes if he is happy. I I think overall he is. And that is one through a lot of considerable effort and time and energy on Doug and I's part, right? And everyone around us, our community. But, um, but just like any mom would tell you, um, any parent, if your child is suffering or having a hard time and you don't have any answers, it's really, really hard on you. It, it hurts because mm-hmm. you feel like you're failing, right? Now, I know I am not failing. And I, I really want to I hope this doesn't bring anybody down. I hope this doesn't scare anyone. It is scary, but I don't, there's so many layers to this of like how other people can react to my story because it is so extreme. Um, I don't want your pity. I don't want your, um, you know, I appreciate your hugs and your, your support and everything, but I don't, I don't need your pity. Um, and I don't think any of us who are in my particular situation do, um, it's not helpful. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, it doesn't do anything other than make me feel bad. Um, but, uh, it's, there is happiness and joy to be found in life. It's just, you just have to get really creative about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And mm-hmm. and you have to build relationships with other people and do find those breaks when you can. I'm not very good at that. I, I need to be better, but I'm trying. And one of the reasons why I am doing literally doing this and talking to this microphone right now is because I need this for me, right? Mm-hmm. I need to be able to talk about this and feel comfortable sharing my story with other people who understand or can relate at least on some level. Um, And I know there's other people out there who are in my situation. I am not alone, Um, but it's just not talked about a whole lot. It's, it's, it's it's the, it's the not, uh, I think Jean, Jean once said that, you know, autism is kind of like the buzzword. It's the cool, it's the quote, Mm -hmm. cool thing. It's the sexy thing right now. Like it's all over because it's so, it's so prevalent. Right. And there's lots of, um, great stuff out there and there's, there's therapists and there's lots of money in it. And it's, it's this whole thing, like different whole industry, industry. industry. exactly. Mm -hmm. But this side of it, this is not the pretty side right? Mm-hmm. This is not the easy side. This is, this is the real nitty gritty stuff. Like we can talk about how Ruby quotes, quotes movie lines and does cute little, you know, echolalias or whatever. That's, that's all fine. And it's concerning and we need to help those people and da, 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 da. But some of the things that we have in our family are not, they're kind of, they're kind of hidden, hidden question mark. They can be mm-hmm. hidden. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's not, you're, you're absorbing it all. I'm absorbing it all. You're absorbing and it's it not, all. it's not your job to absorb it all too, but it's also not, I, I don't need to be silent about it. 
Like it's a delicate balance. Like we need to talk about these things. It's important because a lot of people do feel silenced Mm -hmm. and, um, and feel like they don't have that support. And, um, and sometimes I feel that way too. I, mm-hmm. I'm not perfect at this. I'm not, I don't have all the answers. I don't even have part of the answers for my own kid, much less yours. Okay. Like we're just, we're I'm all just surviving. To, we're all surviving. I'm just trying to figure it out. And if there's something that I say that helps someone, then, then I, every word I'm saying is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all it comes down. I think we all feel that way. That's the reason yeah. why we're doing this. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, we appreciate you going deep because it is hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's hard. It's, it's vulnerable and, and, um, and, and it's hard. It brings up the emotions, you know, like, like Jean says, it's, it's 24 seven, you are in yeah. that. Um, and, and, you know, even though it needs to be talked about, it's, it's hard to talk about, I'm sure. So it is you. hard to talk about. It's not something like, it's probably taken me this long to feel comfortable talking about it on here. And mm-hmm. it's not because no one, no one's being mean. I'm just, it's just hard because I just, I don't know. Well, it's also because you're, you're also trying to avoid pity. You don't want people, you don't want, you don't want that. You don't want sharing to evoke that in people because that's not what you want. And I totally, 100% have always respected that, you know, about you and about all of us because that's not what, what we're, what we, any of us want. No. Um, I was just going to say that that this, we talk about these things for the reality. We talk about these things for the advocacy. We talk about these things for the education. Um, And and this is not just to this community, you know, to people who are are firsthand, um, you know, have a loved one or experience somebody on the autism spectrum, um, wherever that's at in the spectrum. This is for the masses, you know, this is for people to see that it's not, you know, right. this. Yeah, you got to be little, willing to look little, at little all. Secret. It's, it's, it's right. all avenues, all aspects, right. all right. different parts of the spectrum. And I can speak to the advocacy part, you know, where profound autism is concerned. There is not, the, the silencing is, is a real issue. And, um, there's not a lot of advocacy for it in, in this arena. The arena is being capsized by more of the, the moderate in the middle, um, those with autism. And so, and, and the, because those that have are dealing with loved ones with more profound autism, mm-hmm. their capacities are being stretched to being on 24 seven, that they can't be that loud voice and mobilize themselves to do more outside because they are just so isolated to what it is that they they are dealing with. And so I I say that, denote that, to bring awareness that when we are advocating that you are advocating for all. All. Yes. And it's not just where your child fits into the spectrum because understanding the spectrum is so, so expansive and very, very diverse. And it doesn't, it's not about a measure of like hard or less hard because we all have a level of hard that again, not, you know, kids that are, you don't, you, you don't have like this adds, this is another compounded 
level and layer to our lives, a hundred percent sure. And so I like to, you know, advocacy is so, so important and it doesn't always have to show up in big ways. There are small ways. And knowing that when you are in your child's IEP meeting, even that things that you're advocating for your child will impact other kids, other kin, their other kin. Like you don't realize there is that trickling effect. And so I think that's important to know that there is ways to have the influence kind of in an indirect way um, and just having that awareness. And then lastly, I want to say is Brittany is an exceptional human. She's one of the best people we are all privileged to know um, and be friends with and be partnered with and co-create with on our podcast. And um, we are very fortunate to have her voice in this arena that is going to make, again, this, it is, this is Brittany's way of indirectly impacting advocacy Mm -hmm for those that are dealing with children that are profoundly autistic. And, um, you know, like I, I know like Rory is, he's level three, but he's younger. We don't know what's going to happen coming down, down the pipeline here. Um, and so you are, your influence on me Mm-hmm. is blazing the trail for mm-hmm. what I can possibly anticipate potentially or maybe not. I don't know. Cause again, it's this whole thing is so uncertain, <laughs> so uncertain. We have no idea because even before you stepped into adolescence, it wasn't as quite as intense as it is now. Correct. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's also important to point out is that, the trajectory of where our kids may be, you know, walking until they hit that point, that can be a huge pivotal point for anyone. It's a huge transition. And so you're walking through these transitions. You're, you're, you're blazing the trail for us. Um, and we so much appreciate you and love you for, for that. And we're supporting you. We feel, I think we struggle feel like we can't, we don't know other ways that we can support you. We want to support right. you more. Genuinely. Thank you. You're welcome. That was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Big deep breath, everybody. Not too loud in your microphone, though. Because the editor is going to come and chop us in I the will neck. chop you up. Come on. She will. She will. <laughs> um, Brittany, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, let's... Let's do a peak of the week. What do you say? Maybe make them a personal peak, not about our kids. Mm. Okay, I want to go last. I go last. Oh, oh, you want to go last? Okay, uh, <laughs> Shanny Shan Shan. Oh my goodness, a personal peak you threw me. Yeah, off. you are slanging the houses, girl. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought I had. Oh, it, oh like- okay. Pause. Let's. Pat yourself on the back. It's okay oh, to do thank that. You. Thank you. Take thank a compliment. <laughs> um, I've been sort of quiet this episode because my Wi-Fi is being really wonky, but I love your face, Brittany. So thank you for sharing all of that. I love you, Shannon. Um, and yeah, um, so real estate is going pretty well. So, I mean, that's good. Um, 
My other peak is that my biggest baby went to her first prom this past weekend. She's Um, so pretty. And so that was a really big milestone. And she looked absolutely gorgeous and had so much fun. And Gracie was literally obsessed with her um, in her prom dress. She looked like a young version of Shannon. (sighs) Who? Maya did? (laughs) I'm just kidding. That was a dig. And it was, you know. What? <laughs> Shannon, Shannon, and I are. We Shannon's can say sister. We I should have always other. had. It's yeah, true. it's true. We are. We're we're rough on each other. We're way beyond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with love. With, with all love. the love. With all the love. Okay, who's next? Lady in red. Oh yeah, I'm the lady in red these days. Lady in red. Here's the other red. Now I have so much red. red. I had no red. <laughs> Maybe later. Oh, I always try to catch Brittany off guard mm-hmm. and have her like forget that she's, you know, I just belt it out. I and just, you just belt it out. I'm telling you, you have to take me to do karaoke sometime, dude. That's it. You don't. Even, we don't even have to get her drunk. She won't nope. get drunk. But I'm saying, only on Benadryl. Only on Benadryl. Most people will only do Nyquil. karaoke Nyquil. when Nyquil. they've been drinking. So that's me. Yeah. Yeah. So we will get Shannon wasted. Okay. And we will and we will take Brittany sober with some cold medicine. Yeah, I'll be we are not going to mention what we're going to do to Jean. Okay. We don't. <laughs> those, it's those not appropriate not for this audience. It's not appropriate. We this is not explicit. Okay. Jean. Okay. So I my peak is that I am um really finding a new path and a new pathway to my advocacy and like looking at the future. Um, I have been really active in our current legislative session here in Texas and becoming very networked with those that uh, advocacy groups at the Capitol, um, local, regional, across the state and um, speaking up and, it's not, this is, I never, ever aspired to do that. I, I, and so I'm, but I'm so comfortable in it. I'm, I'm gaining a new level of confidence and I'm so comfortable in it. And I see the long term of where, you know, my, my ambitions are going in terms of, of advocacy and quote unquote political future, if you will. And so it's, pretty exciting. And I'm proud of myself for balancing that. I don't say balancing. That's dumb. Why did I say that? Integrating that into my we life. Use the word balance. It is not. A I know, little... but it's, but I just say integrating it into my oh, life geez. at a time that is already so challenging. Okay, I am, yes. I am pushing myself. I'm pushing myself and aligning myself to the things that are so important to me. And I can't encourage that enough for anyone going through any hard time is that as long as you do all the things that are true to you, I promise you, it's all going to work out. Mm-hmm. It's when you compromise yourself and you abandon yourself, sacrifice the things that are important to you and that aren't in alignment. So I think I'm really, I am personally proud of myself and just putting that out there that, you know, it's 
it's a good thing. It's a good thing. This is all happening. It may be chaotic, but it's kind of like, it's the, it's the John Lewis thing. It's good trouble, baby. It's good trouble. It's good trouble. Making good trouble. Okay. Go ahead and step down from that soapbox. Thank you. I'm off it. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys, this is us all the time. I wish you could see. Yeah. You have no idea. When we're, yeah. Anyways. (laughs) Go, Tosh. Go, 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 go. go. Uh, uh, Sloney, this is about me, but her, but both of us. Sloney had her first soccer game. And um, you guys, I had to do the mean parent thing. And I had to sign her up and say, sorry, you're going to play this sport. Um, (laughs) Because she's the child that's afraid to try everything and anything. And it it has nothing to do with the fact of like her not thinking she'll be able to do it. It has everything to do with her doing it in front of people Mm -hmm. and people watching her. So it's just a level of, um, you know, confidence that we have to bring somehow. So mean parenting it will be. Anyways, she had her first soccer game and man, she was invoking the younger Tosh. Okay. (laughs) And I am like, there are daily moments where I want to just throat punch her because she is so much like so much with the attitude and 100% me, but it's Mm -hmm. too much. Um, but Too watching much her play you? soccer. Yeah, shut up. I can't even imagine. Watching, <laughs> watching her play soccer, I was like, yeah, girl, she is rough and aggressive. And it just took me back to the good old days. Did good she old... have fun? Did oh, she, she had like so it? much fun. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Ooh, that's, yes. that's worth celebrating. And that was it. That was, you know, like she went out there and it was like, what were you so afraid of? This is no big deal. You're out here just like you've been playing for years. Come on. Oh man, it was Parent good. Parent win there, then you made the right yeah. choice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it felt good. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, Brittany. Cool. Oh, I'm trying to think of something personal, and I. Uh, your hair. Your hair. Oh yeah, my hair. Yes. So I the round brush. I started finally going to an actual hairstylist instead of just great clips. Nothing <laughs> yeah, wrong with great clips. No whoa, shame. Whoa, whoa, okay. Yeah, there we go. However, but, it's yes. But but I wanted to be an adult, a 40-year-old woman who did something nice. You're doing something enriching for yourself. Correct. Which so, you need to um, do. I, I did. I started doing that. And then I started watching her because my hair would look fabulous after I'd get it cut, right? And then I'd Always. I couldn't figure out how to do it because I don't know how to do my hair or makeup. And um, she, I kind of watched her ask questions and I bought some things that she had and um, started doing it. And Jean, out of the blue, I've had a couple people just like, oh, your hair looks really good today. And I'm mm-hmm. like, thank you. It's mm-hmm. because I'm blow drying it with a round brush. <laughs> it just makes all the difference, you guys. <laughs> I'm so happy for you I'm and ha- so proud I'm of you. And it looks amazing. Proud of you because I don't have the time for that. I'm yeah, just I don't like, do it all the time. Okay. I don't do it all the time, but I try and I'm so, getting our, better at it. Our hair is half shaved off, Tosh. I right. know, but that's what I'm saying. We just got to let's just full blast with heat and yeah. and intensity and get this over with. We got to we got to move gotta on. Go. Yeah. And got now time for round brushing, okay? So it, it is a learning curve. You will get better at it if you practice. I'm learning that. It's probably so easier for good. people with long hair too. I round brush mine. I actually it's like they for for our hair, for our hair tosh, it's good for it's a square brush. And it's really good. Of course I do. Yeah, I do. Share those details with me. I know. I will. Trust. Trust and believe I will. 
Jean's like the sister I never wanted because she's like my twin. And so, she you know, just, I just another kiss one. Her. Just I another kiss her and punch, punch her, in the her at face the same time. All the time. Yep. All the time. Okay. You guys, thank you for joining us today. Brittany, you are a pleasure. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for, again, being vulnerable. And and um, it's it's an important conversation. And we really hope that anybody out there listening that, you know, is maybe walking a similar situation to um, Brittany, please reach out to us. Please share your story. Um, th- this is, again, how we, how we reach the masses. This is part of the advocacy. This is part of, of, you know, sharing about all parts of this community. Um, yeah. So we, you can reach us at Autism on Instagram. What's our, what's our email again? Hello. Momstalkautism.com. Hello. 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 One day. Hello Hello at Momstalkautism. And then our Instagram is at Momstalkautism and et cetera. Leave us a review, blah, blah, blah. We love you all so much. Have a (laughs) wonderful day. See ya. Bye. Bye. Blah, blah, blah.